of the JobOpo podcast, Changing Gear, where we'll discuss the challenges and opportunities that surround veteran employment, we'll meet sector influencers, speak with top oppos and others that are willing and able to offer their advice to our community. Please enjoy. So welcome, Oppos, to this uh, Changing Gear with Job Oppo podcast. We're going to talk about agriculture and land sector today. I'm delighted to be joined on the podcast by Richard Charles from Agco Corporation. He's the manager and after sales training and business development manager there. Long title, I know. Uh, he'll be smiling at me when I've not tripped over my words on that one. Uh, but Richard, welcome to the podcast. Hi there, how are you doing? Listen, our mutual uh, friend of uh, Job Oppo, Jeremy Gibbs and Forces Farming has, has put us in touch. Um, I'm going to go straight to kind of the, the most pressing thing and the obvious reason why we've connected. We've got a Discover Agco Day on the 16th of September down in uh, in Kenilworth, which I know you're running a bit of an insight day. Uh, tell me first of all about Agco and why they want to run an insight day and, and attract veterans and service leavers if you can give me that bit first yeah of course yeah so agco um agco corporation are the third largest agricultural machinery manufacturers in the world so we're a global company uh, with various different facilities a, a, across the world across europe and uh, north america china and apa region um we basically uh, make agricultural machinery tractors combines uh, combine harvesters forage harvesters etc um, under some sort of three of our core brands, which would be Valtra, Massey Ferguson and Fent. Uh, if anyone's heard of a Massey Ferguson tractor, then I'd, I'm a- sure they probably Absolutely. Have. Yeah, <laughs> that's so that's we, the one I do recognise. Yeah, so Agco <laughs> are the parent company of, of those three, three core brands. And that's just to name the three core ones. We've got a lot of different companies within that do various different softwares or precision farming applications but uh, most of it's marketed through those three very similar to the likes if you look to the automotive very similar to the likes of the VAG group um, with the likes of Skoda, Volkswagen and Audi. Fantastic so what's the attraction for Agco why why veterans and service leavers what have you identified as uh, as a potential in terms of your recruitment into the into the sector? So we we've got a, is it as an industry as a whole we've got an is, an issue with recruitment we we can't find um, good talent um, we need to start looking outside of our own industry because historically we've been very much recruiting from within ultimately second third farmers sons etc um, but there's lots of career opportunities there for for people with transferable skills so we've taken a look at the apprenticeship scheme and we do we're doing work with schools but but I, when I met Jeremy, I listened to what he got to say and, and you know, a, a light bulb went off in my head. And there, I think certainly if we look at um, the bulk of our staff, which would be technicians, uh, the likes of ex-REMI uh, service leavers would certainly have those sort of transferable skills that could uh, could uh, certainly help us in the, in the agricultural industry. I've got yes. two, two ex-REMI working for me in the training school as we speak. So uh, it does well, work, but there's no real pathway in. You know what I mean? I, I understand two things that stand out for me. One is you talked there about the technical skills and what would you have done in the service that I suppose allows you to bring those technical skills out. But of course, the difference as well is you're hiring a fully formed adult. You're, you're, you're hiring somebody who's grown up, if you like. Well, I always say getting older doesn't mean growing up, but you know they've matured through service. They're bringing another set of skills, those things around the outside of that, the ability to adapt, the resilience, et cetera, that I... 
I'm kind of assuming you wouldn't necessarily get from school leavers, universities, young people in another way. Is that is that fair? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And what we're trying to do is just think outside the box a little bit. So we can't necessarily change the industry as a whole. So what we're trying to do is do something for our core customers, not the farmers. Our customers are our dealer networks so or our franchisees that that, um, that market our products. They're the ones that are struggling to recruit because the industry as a whole we're very good at preaching to the converted. As I said, we, we always try and recruit from within, but we've got to start broadening our horizons. And as a whole, what we're trying to do is ANCO is sort of lead from the front a little bit and start looking at, at the likes of X-Remi, uh, you know, X-Automotive, and, and sort of sell ourselves as an industry, really, to attract these these uh, the next generation of talent um, into our into our fold, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think where you've identified there that your customers are actually the dealers who are selling the equipment and the, you know, the farm machinery, the, the, as you said, you know, the feed, the tractors, etc. rather than we're getting you to come into farming, you're being a farmer yourself. And I, I kind of, you know, distinct distinction, they're a big sector, but a, a real, you know, clear, clear distinction there. Tell me a little bit about the, the retrain career path that you've, that you've announced. And, and I know that's, I know that's a little bit of what you talked about there, people not from an agricultural background, but if I was a service leaver and, and this teases me and I kind of think, you know, yeah, this might be of interest. What would I go through? What's that pathway look like? So when we took on this project and we called it the talent pipeline, and it, and it encompasses all that what we do with apprentices, which is on the side, but more importantly, what we do with semi-skilled people, so such as ex Um, we're not very good at actually telling people right at the start what we do as an industry. We presume, because we've always had people that have come from the industry from within, we've presumed they know what a tractor does, what a combine does. That's the major change that we're making here. So we can then sell our modules. So what, how it would work from a retrain. If you are, say you're a service leaver and uh, you're interested in agriculture as a, as a viable career path, we would take you to a farm. We would introduce the industry first and then we would work out whether you would actually want to go into sales, into the engineering side, into maybe parts or logistics. There's lots of career opportunities there. What we're really focusing on, because it's the, the major problem, is the technician side, because that would be the majority of staff within our dealer depot. And that's where the biggest shortfall is. So we're starting with the technician side for now. And what we would do, like I said, is introduce the industry and then put you through some, some very basic principal modules to sort of try and work out what you know technically not to try and trip anyone up but so we know your knowledge gaps to then be able to, to top them up so we talk about engines transmissions electrics and hydraulics now an ex-service lever might know a lot about engines and they might know a lot about electronics but have never worked with hydraulics or or certainly from an agricultural perspective that's where we we, we try and get these uh, these little learning modules in place and that's almost before you take employment with a dealer. So we're really trying to actively support our dealer network to find the staff. When we've got to that point and we know that you want to be an agricultural engineer and we've positioned you, we, Jeremy has positioned you in one of our dealers, then we put you through the Agco career path. And that basically is, is all of our technical training for a brand. So say you become a FENT technician, we will take you through four levels 
um, of various different modules within each level, foundation, professional, expert, up to master. Master is where it sort of separates out a little bit, and I'll go into that in a moment. But ultimately, not only have we created these levels, we've also got city and guilds to come in and, and assure and benchmark what we're going to deliver. So when we come and say to yourselves, Job Oppo, we're looking for a set number of candidates and you say, well, what are you going to give them? We can say, well, we'll put you through these modules that will test your skills and, and make sure we can identify the knowledge gaps. And then you'll be put through a recognized training plan over a number of years where you can achieve master technician, which is certified by City and Guilds and therefore more recognizable globally if you say you want to go and work for a dealer in New Zealand or uh, so on and so forth. And ultimately, because it's got the City and Guilds tag, it potentially is more attractive to the likes of people outside of our industry as well, such as automotive, um, HGV. Sure. Now, something you mentioned at the, at the beginning of that, which was interesting, was you almost take them to, if you like, the end product, the front line to say, well, this is this is the sector. You know, wh- which part of this do you kind of like the look of and almost work backwards from there? Uh, but almost that kind of uh i suppose it's which parts of this do you like right let's see where your skills are so so i love the fact that actually they understand where they're going to fit when yes. when it when it goes forward so that's the important part and i think for service leavers it's not just about finding the first job when they come out it's what's because what's that second career path look like there's a there's a huge yeah. long game because not only do our dealers struggle to recruit we as Agco globally struggle to find good talent in various different departments. And certainly, again, for us, the technical department, training departments uh, are, are quite key. And we struggle to find good talent in those departments, too. Now, the, the, the best talent would be uh, professional people with our product experience, if that makes sense, who then want to develop our career. Because of the shortfall in our dealer network, we can't cream off the top of our dealers and bring them into uh, because then it just restricts the support that our customers get on the end line. Uh, but if we're trying to help them help our dealers fill fill their recruitment voids from the bottom up in the in future, we as Agco could then start to cream off the top of the best talent of our dealer network and then develop them within the actual manufacturing corporation side. And that instead of provides potentially a 15, 20 year career within a dealer, it can provide a 40 year career um, as you move through the corporation Um, as well, if that makes sense. uh, Yeah, totally. And that whole career pathway and pipeline, I suppose, for, you know, everyone's helping each other, if you like. Exactly. The the challenge is that we can't do that today because it, it, uh, it, restricts the support that our dealers can offer because we're taking the best people from them when they can't necessarily fill the void as it is. That's why I want to try and help fill the void because in the long game, Agco then can reap the benefits in the future. Now, I'm sure I'll probably be long gone by the time we can do that, but but ultimately that is, we're trying to put the footings in place now um, to, to, to be able to get to that in the future. Absolutely. Now, when we've spoken to Jeremy in the past, we've talked about the the changing culture, you know, leaving the service, that that brotherhood, the the camaraderie, the environment, the, you know, the banter that takes place. And, and actually, he suggested that forces people would find it quite easy 
to fit in amongst the farming community that that same kind of culture and and you know a bit of banter and, and out working outdoors was the same and what's your what's your take on the the, the fit if you like the, the environment that a service lever would find in and around agco and working with uh, as you say the, the machine manufacturing side yeah i completely agree and as i said i employ two two x remy in the in the training school and i couldn't wish for better people um to be honest uh, you know they're they're uh, they're organized they're, they're a good fit they're professionally uh, they, they, they're just good. Um, the ag industry as a whole, you know, don't it, it's not an easy industry. Uh, we're outside. You're working in uh, fairly difficult c- climates. That's why we want to try and introduce the industry as a whole, just so people are completely aware that that you are, you know, working in a, a, a challenging climate, potentially. Um, I, I do think that the, the service leaves a good, good fit. And I, I've heard Jeremy say it before and I should say it again, but you put an ex-service lever in a room with a load of farmers they probably wouldn't connect straight away but once the conversation started they'd both realize that they're very similar got more in common than than what they think because they're both probably not understood by the general public uh, they're probably both underappreciated in some respects as well by the general public so there is a lot of uh, a lot of uh, common ground there and once you start that conversation you're away and you know <laughs> we look at it and a, a colleague always, always says that if you if you qualify to to fix a tank while under fire in a, in the middle of a rack or wherever you may have been positioned then you're nearly qualified enough to uh, to fix a combine in the middle of harvest with an angry <laughs> farmer stood over your shoulder you great comparison me. love that um richard there's, there's something else that that i kind of want to ask i you know these machine these machines i've seen you know i've been past some dealerships before and i've seen the kind of price of these kind of pieces of kit to a farmer it's a huge investment just give me some understanding of you know one day out of out of action in the middle of harvest you know how important, how vital is that, you know, from a financial point of view, you know, the, the role that you feel in, in fixing that, you know, how, how impactful is that for the farming community? Huge. So if you've got a, say, a field of wheat uh, that you're, you're selling by the tonne, every day that that, uh, that sits, you know, it, it's ready to harvest. It needs to be harvested at a certain point, certainly in certain countries because of rain, you know, if the wetter they get, the quality drops, you get less price. If you've got a combine broken down and it's the only dry day we've got for a week, uh, you're under some severe pressure to get that thing rolling as soon as possible uh, because weather doesn't wait for us, if you know what I mean. And the weather can affect uh, the, the the quality of all of the crops that that we're trying to harvest at that time. So there is there is you know it's a, it can be a high pressure job definitely, uh, but it's don't get me wrong. I've been a technician all my life and, until I started working for Agco, and I wouldn't want to be anything else because yes, the challenges are great at the time that you're there. But the rewards when you get that farmer going and you've got that machine going down the field and he manages to get that crop, you get that thank you at the end of the day or a pat on the back means more than any financial reward that you'll ever get. Because, it, you know, almost the worse the challenges is, the better the reward is when you overcome it, if you know what I mean. And that's how uh, I've always sort of lived my career. Absolutely. I think a really important 
point, and I'll go back to what I said earlier, the fact that you're taking on these insight days, you're showing people, I suppose, the end result. You're showing them into the sector. And so they understand where their hard work and where their you know technical ability is going to impact on the farmer and taking out that you know that that crop when it should be i, I think that's a, a really vital connection there because we always talk about passion and purpose and i can sense from what you're saying there that that is that is your purpose you want to make sure that you can deliver for that farmer and i think that's a really a really valuable point to uh, to emphasize um listen we talked about the uh, the insight day uh on the 16th which next friday down near yeah. kenilworth um what what's going to happen on the day give me an idea of what uh what i'm going to experience if i come down as a as a service leaver or someone looking at this sector on the day so basically what we've got a we've got a dealer representing um come in as well um basically what we'll do is we'll introduce what agco is uh what we do the products that we do the brands and different types of products uh, who does what and what type of product goes with what brand uh, we'll introduce what the farming year is, and, and Jeremy will run that. He'll introduce the type of industry that we work in, the different elements within that industry as well, because there's so many different elements. Um, and then ultimately, we'll do some technical talks around about the emissions control that we utilise on our on our products, because we you know we we have to uh, you have to go by you know, the the you know the environment is an important key subject at the moment. So we make sure that our products are as clean as they possibly can be. Um, and then ultimately, the most enjoyable and the, the most important part of the day normally is getting in the kit and having a drive around the field in a brand new tractor. Oh, it sounds like the fun bit. I hope I'm there for that bit. That's for, that's for sure. Well, just Can I just leave you with one final quote that I always try and leave? So the way I always say it is uh, there's, there's three key elements to living. There's air, there's water, and there's food. We can't necessarily completely control the air and the water that we need, but we do control the food with the agricultural industry. Does that not make the agricultural industry the most important industry to work in in the world? Richard, I'm really grateful for you coming on and, and explaining what ADCO is doing with the uh, with the retrain pathway and, and also about the Insight Day next week. Uh, and I think for any oppos who are considering this uh, this sector, um, first stop should be uh, Forces Farming and, and ADCO to, uh, to have a closer look at it. So, uh, Richard Charles from ADCO, I really want to thank you for coming on to the podcast, uh, our Changing Gear podcast, and explaining that. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Job Oppo's podcast, Changing Gear. We hope you enjoyed it. Job Oppo is committed to changing the narrative around veteran employment, and we see veterans as valuable, not vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs>